Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, the fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. See Sparky Pfeiffer, Dan Plucker, executive producer, other side of the glass. Rami Makhlouf not in uh, today. Toby Altizer in, filling in for Rami Makhlouf this afternoon. Toby Altizer has been on literally every show this week, right? He's filled in on Bart's show. Then he filled in the other day on the big show. Now he's filling in on Rami's show. So three days and you hear Toby Altizer all over the place uh, being the utility uh, guy for the station. Dan Plucker has done the same. Uh, as well, Adam Roberts uh, filling in yesterday on Madness a little bit, plus producing everywhere. So, again, thanks to all three of our producers uh, for this week and uh, filling in uh, for us as we go along here, uh, getting to the new year. Okay, so uh, earlier today, um, during the big show, about an hour or so ago, uh, Matt Schneidman of The Athletic uh, tweeted out some of the guys that were not at practice. Obviously, the 12 players uh, already on the COVID list, uh, are not at practice. Now, if obviously, you don't have that memorized, which I don't blame you if you don't. Here are the 12 guys currently on the COVID list as of right now. MVS, uh, Kevin King, Shamar Jean, uh, John Charles, Ladarius Hamilton, Chauncey Rivers, Amari Rogers, offensive lineman Ben Braden, Ty Summers, Tipa Galai, RJ McIntosh, Mercedes Lewis, uh, and linebacker Oren Burks. So those are the guys already on uh, the COVID list. The Mercedes Lewis and Oren Burks additions happened yesterday. That was the list of 12. So none of them obviously expected to be there as they're on the COVID list. Now today, the new absences at Packer practices, the ones that are not accounted for for injury. So those that are hurt not practicing, Rodgers with his toe, Hasn't practiced in weeks. David Bakhtiari with his knee. He hasn't practiced, I don't believe, since coming back from that scope. Uh, Billy Turner hasn't practiced since hurting his knee. Uh, Jair Alexander is practicing as he was put onto the 53-man active roster uh, earlier today. Last day, he could do it. They didn't put him onto the 53-man roster today. He would have had me put on the IR and done for the season. So now there's a chance that he plays this season. That does not mean that Jair Alexander is going to play this weekend against the Vikings on Sunday Night Football but he's got a chance to play before the end. So here are the new additions that nobody knows anything about necessarily yet. Kingsley Kiki, defensive lineman. Tyler Lancaster, defensive lineman. Safety, Henry Black. And tight end, Tyler Davis. Now, again, remember, you are already uh, without Mercedes Lewis. Uh, you are already without, obviously, Robert Tunyon, who got earlier. Uh, and now it appears Tyler Davis may be another one uh, to be concerned about. So the question is simple. With all these guys being out, uh, and it doesn't look like any of them probably are going to play. Now, again, with the COVID list, it's very fluid because they just changed the COVID protocols. Uh, as the CDC changed their protocols, the NFL and NBA changed their protocols as well. So maybe some of these guys will be able to come back and play for Sunday. But right now, uh, as you heard Matt LaFleur say, we're going to be at 15 or 16 here 
uh, on this COVID list uh, before they play on Sunday night. And if they don't come back, how concerned are you about this list for the Packers and their ability to win this game against the Minnesota Vikings? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, how concerned are you uh, about all these guys uh, currently being on the COVID list and possibly not being able to play? First thing that stands out to you, I think, is the guys on defense. I mean, you're missing uh, linebackers galore. Summers, uh, Tipa, uh, Oren Burks, Chauncey Rivers, Ladarius Hamilton. I mean, those are all linebackers on the defensive side of the football uh, that are not going to be able to play. Then you add in a couple more defensive linemen, possibly, in Kiki and Tyler Lancaster. That hurts. Plus, you're missing corners, namely Kevin King, uh, in all of this, that hurts. Your returner, Amari Rodgers, who, you know, you may or may not be a big fan of necessarily, but he is your returner because Randall Cobb is hurt. Uh, so he is the guy at this point in time. Uh, he is on the COVID list. And then obviously MVS uh, is the other one. And you would think of that list. Well, MVS is a is the biggest deal of all of them, but they've shown another top three wide receivers they can beat football teams this year. So losing one wide receiver uh, isn't the end of the world. To me, the biggest concern I have right now is about this defense because the depth of the defense is really going to be tested this week as far as guys staying on the field and staying healthy. Because you start talking about Barnes and Campbell, uh, there's not much behind them right now if either one of those guys go down in this game. Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, good. Again, not going to be much behind them. Uh, outside of Garvin, if any of if either one of those guys go down, and then that defensive line, same thing. You've got your starting defensive line behind that. Not going to be much there. I think it's very concerning. Now, again, thankfully the Packers aren't in a spot where it's a must-win at this point. But I'd be very concerned right now if I were the Green Bay Packers, as far as having to stop Delvin Cook and having to stop that Vikings offense with as many players as they're missing. Or do you share the same concern level as I have? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. Uh, Dan Plucker, what about you? Are you as concerned as I am with all these guys out on the COVID list? Yeah, I think it's certainly an issue, especially on that defensive line after the last two weeks really struggling against the uh, run. It's not a good thing to be without all of the guys that they are there. And that secondary, too, is is looking rather thin right now. Now, hopefully Kevin King and Jamar, Shamar John Charles will be back uh, for this upcoming game against the Vikings because they were put on last week as well as MVS and and who knows maybe a couple of these names as well now that it's only five days instead of 10 that they'll come back as well before the game on Sunday there's still hope that some of these guys are ready to go but at the same time uh, the more that are added to the list the more concerned you are as you're getting later towards the week here because it becomes less likely and impossible almost for them to come back unless they do test negative. See, and that's that's the thing too, right? And we get into the whole conversation about vaccinated versus non-vaccinated players, and you're seeing it occur uh, at the NBA level with all these guys out. What was it, Monday, I think? Over 100 guys got put on the COVID list in the National Football League in one day. In one day, you had that many guys added to the COVID list. As we've talked about before, the positive in this is easy. The positive is if you're an NFL team competing for a playoff spot, if you're going to lose guys to the COVID list, better to lose them now versus lose them in the playoffs when you're really playing for something, unless you're a team competing to try to get in. Like, say, the Colts, who lost Carson Wentz now, unvaccinated, uh, and he's not. there's no way he's playing this weekend uh, in their game, and they're competing to try to get in the playoff spot, and now they have to play an inexperienced Sam Ellinger uh, at quarterback instead. For them, that's a huge deal. Because they're in must-win game situation. For the Packers, if they lose their second game to the Vikings this year, which means the Vikings would sweep them. That doesn't happen very often. But say the Vikings sweep them this year, still not end-of-the-world stuff necessarily for the Green Bay Packers. Still have an opportunity to still get that one seed. Um, And I didn't hear necessarily all of the last two days, but I can only imagine the Cowboy hoopla uh, flying around uh, after they put up 56 or whatever it was on a bad Washington team. And, And... for those of you that may be all in love with the Cowboys, just relax. Just just take a breath. First of all, we talked about these numbers last week. 
if you look at the Cowboys scoring at home versus on the road, big difference. Like, big difference. They are a much, much better team uh, this year at home than they are on the road. All the way around. home Offense and defense, I believe, they're much better. So, for the Cowboys, yes, home field is a much bigger deal than, say, for the Green Bay Packers, who relatively have been pretty much the same team home or away. Cowboys, so, big difference. I don't mean to interrupt. But you're going to. But I'm going to because we have some pretty significant news I from saw the Aaron Rodgers yeah, I saw it. I was going to tease it going into the next okay, segment. Perfect. I'm right, on it. I wasn't sure if you saw it or thank not. Thank you. Thank yes. you for letting me know. Hopefully we can get that Aaron Rodgers presser so we can play you snippets of it. Um, now, again, it's funny. Gary Ellerson and I were, were talking earlier today um, off the air about Aaron Rodgers and this whole Pat McAfee thing and everything else. And there are some people on TV, the national dudes on ESPN and Fox and CBS, all these guys are are kind of throwing it out there. Like when Rodgers talks, he's just trying to get attention. When Rodgers talks on Pat McAfee, he's just trying to get attention. So he's just throwing stuff out there. So people are talking about him. I I don't, I honestly don't believe that to be true. I don't. I, I really believe that Aaron Rodgers, when he's on McAfee's show, Kind of similar a little bit to maybe Josh Sitton when he was on the big show, Bakhtiari to a certain degree. Bakhtiari a little bit more PC than Sitton was. Uh, but going back to those days with, with Josh Sitton on the air, he just kind of let it fly. Whatever. He wasn't thinking about it. He was just talking to me, Gary Leroy, and having a good old time with it. And Rami or whoever was hosting back then with those Billy. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Rami. But that that to me was a dude that one thing was just talking to his guys, right? And I think with Rodgers, even though, there's been numerous times now where something said on that show blows up. Seemingly every week, something comes out of that show where people have to talk about it the next day. People are talking about it that afternoon. People are talking about it on TV the next morning. So there's always stuff coming out of it. But I don't think in his mind, consciously, he goes, okay, this is what I want to get out this week. This is what I want to make sure I get out to have people talking about this week. Maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe, maybe he does. Maybe he tells McAfee, please lead me this way. I want to get this off my chest. Please lead me this way. I want to get this off my chest. Now, that's not unheard of. To, to go into an interview, to have a person you're interviewing kind of give you an idea of something he wants to get off his chest. Please ask me about this. I want to get this off my chest. It's happened, it's happened to me before my career, where you've had a person you're interviewing tell you, ask whatever you want, but please bring this up because I want to, I want to clear the air on this. Sure, no problem. <laughs> no problem. I'll bring up whatever you'd like. No problem whatsoever. So just as much as you've had in other situations where you have a subject you're going to interview and you get told beforehand, normally never by the person themselves, always by the handler, right? The media relations person uh, or the agent or whoever it may be of, yeah, we'll get you this person, but you can't ask him about A, B, or C. Then at that point, it's up to you as the host whether or not you actually want to interview the person or not. Because if there's a hot button topic and they're saying, well, you can get them on, but you can't ask them about this. I've had numerous times in my career where I'm sort of like, no, I'm good. Forget it then. No interest. If I can't ask them about this, I'm going to look like a complete moron if I have them on the radio show and then don't ask them about it. And then if I say on the air, oh, I can't ask him about it uh, because of his agent, then they all get upset at you for bringing it up on the air and outing them. So it really serves no purpose. Now, other guys, they don't care. They just want to have them on. Who cares if I bring it up or not? I'll deal with the fallout from the fan base if they don't think I'm credible or whatever the case may be, and they just take it. I, I prefer not to. I prefer just not to do the interview uh, at all. So who knows how this works with McAfee and Rodgers? I have no idea. But I don't think that's that's him. Now, what Plucker brought up is something happening during a press conference today. Now, this, to me, is different than the McAfee situation. When he steps to the podium and you have all these media members well, not anymore. I guess they're not in the same room anymore because of COVID protocols, but now they're all on Zoom. But when you know you have media members there, you know, hey, they're taking quotes, writing all this stuff down. And you could say, well, he should know by this point they do it on the McAfee show too. Maybe. But it's not the same atmosphere. It's just not. You got guys smoking cigars. Uh, you know, AJ Hawk smoking cigars, has some brown stuff in a glass or whatever. And, and they're just having a conversation. It's a lot more uh, tighter, I guess you could say. Not as loosey-goosey when you're doing a media press conference versus when you're doing a radio show or a TV show or a lot of these guys are doing podcasts. AJ Dillon has a podcast now. He had Charlie Barron's on uh, and on the, they have a YouTube channel now that uh, of a podcast Dillon's doing. And Charlie Barron's was the first guest. 
And they went all over the place in that interview with Charlie Barron's. Again, different than, say, A.J. Dillon just talking to the assembled media on a Zoom call. Totally different feel uh, from that perspective. So when Rodgers says something at a press conference, to me, that makes it even bigger than maybe when he says something uh, during the Pat McAfee show. I thought, though. Uh, and he is definitely saying some stuff that's interesting. Now, is he messing with the media again? Uh, maybe. Uh, but we'll tell you what Aaron Rodgers is saying right now with the media that may surprise you, may shock you. I'll tell you what that is coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Dan Plucker, executive producer, other side of the glass. It is a Wednesday midway through the week, and there are only two regular season NFL games left. This football season fly by like it did for me. I, it flew by for me. I don't know about you, but for me, it flew by. I mean, fantasy football season is pretty much done. A lot of people uh, already getting ready to play their fantasy Super Bowls. Some are in their champ- conference championship games uh, this week. Ian Harditz will be on the air one more time on Friday. So if you have fantasy football questions for Ian Harditz, he'll make his last appearance uh, for the season coming up Friday at 1 o'clock on the Wendy's Big Show. You can always use that hashtag Big Fantasy with any questions you may have. Hashtag Big Fantasy and Ian Harditz can answer your questions uh, coming up on Friday uh, at 1 o'clock. But this season has just absolutely flown by. All right, Aaron Rodgers, we said before the break, had some uh, interesting things to say, newsworthy things to say that people will be talking about going forward. I'm guessing Toby Altizer will probably get into it, filling in for Rami at 3 o'clock as well. This is what Aaron Rodgers had to say literally just a few minutes ago during his presser uh, with the Green Bay media on Zoom. I wouldn't rule that out. Um, You know, I think that I'm just enjoying this season for this season. And I think there's uh, playing next year is – will definitely be in the thought process. Um, one of the things that, that obviously, and you and I have talked about this over the years, wanting to uh, to not be a bum, per se, on the way out and, and to still be able to play, I think is important to me. Uh, if this year has stopped me anything, I said, um, you know, I still can play. I still have a love for the game. I'm still super competitive and and still enjoy the, 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 uh, the process of the week. I miss practice and it's tough to not be out there week after week now, but um, I still do love competing and I love being out there. Um, it just, you know, there'll be a lot of, a lot of uh, things that I'll, that I'll weigh in the off season. Um, you know, saying that doesn't mean, or, or any of the comments I've made doesn't mean I'm thinking about elsewhere. I do want to clarify that. Like I, uh, the things that I've said about the team this year, about Brian's and, I rela- and I's relationship uh, has been heartfelt and genuine. And I do appreciate um, a lot of the things that I've seen from the team. Uh, that, that are directly related to conversations we had in the offseason. That was meaningful to me. Um, I've enjoyed being a part of conversations that directly affect my job, which I talked about in the offseason, and, and uh, Brian's taken a lead in that. And I do appreciate uh, the way our relationship has grown. I have a lot of love for Matt and enjoy playing for him. I love my teammates. Uh, the coaching staff has been fantastic, and you know they make it fun every single day. And the guys, obviously, is what you, is what you play for. And, and having Randall back has made this year – uh, exponentially greater for me as far as happiness and going through the weeks and being able to spend time with him and Ida and kids and uh, it has been really really special. So I'm just savoring this year. I think as much as anything, and um, I don't want to. It won't be something where I'll drag it out for months and months. You know, have conversations uh, with my loved ones after the season with with Brian and Mark and Russ and coaching staff and and uh, and then make a decision at some point. Uh, you know, I'm not going to hold the team back from anything. And, and, and once I commit and if it's committing, uh, you know, to move forward here, that'll be a, it'll be a quick decision. Mike Clemens. Excellent piece on NFL films a couple of weeks ago. On James. All right. Uh, so th- this is this is what I this is something I want to uh, want to point out here. The question, I believe I didn't I don't have that part of the question. Plucker can tell me if I'm right or not on this on that side. But the question going in, because we only heard the answer, was about whether or not he was thinking of possibly retiring, right? That's that's how this whole thing uh, started out going in. Uh, and that is why uh, you got this answer to start uh, this, this answer by him. I wouldn't rule that out. So that was in response to, you know, thoughts about ruling out retirement or whatever the case may be uh, after this year. Uh, and then, you know, he goes into talking about being a bum uh, and so forth. He also points out that 
let's not start talking about him eyeing up other teams necessarily to go play for either uh, throughout this process. That, that That's not necessarily it. Can I just say, I hate doing this. I hate doing this. Because now this is what's going to happen. So now that he said what he said, now it's going to be, do you think Aaron Rodgers will play for the Packers or retire versus actually playing for somebody else? 799-1250. That, that now becomes the question. Do you think Rodgers plays for the Packers or retires versus actually wanting to play somewhere else? That now is the topic going forward. That's it. I don't think I'm in. I don't think I'm all in necessarily on the retirement aspect of it. Now, have we seen players in the past retire early? Dan Plucker's an expert. He's a Lions fan. He knows all about it. Barry Sanders retired early, walked away from what would have been an unbelievable career. Calvin Johnson, another guy, retired early, walked away from an unbelievable career. Now, I don't know whether or not they lie awake and I'm thinking about what could have been. Don't know. Both Hall of Famers, both reached the ultimate in playing professional sports, reaching their Hall of Fame level, both without rings. Rodgers has one already. Now, if we look at others in league history, uh, as far as when they walked away, John Elway walked away after multiple rings and then said, I'm good. I'm out. Got to go. Left and then essentially ran the Denver Broncos years after that. But he went out on top. Now, is Rodgers, in his mind at this point, thinking that he'd like to go do it the same way? Look at John Madden. You heard Mike Clemens was about ready to ask the question. I don't know if he was bringing up this comparison or not. But Madden, for all those years, getting the conference championship games as coach of the Oakland Raiders, when he finally won it, Walked away. Got the Super Bowl. See ya. I'm out. Have a nice one. I'm done coaching. Wasn't quitting. Wasn't getting pushed aside. Nothing like that. Wasn't going to another team for more money. Simply stated, this isn't about anything other than pretty much he just didn't feel like there was a challenge anymore. It was all done. He reached the pinnacle, did what he sought out to do. There was nothing left to prove. And he was done coaching football going forward. And right away, got an offer to try out for a TV gig, fell in love with it, and did it you know, every year after that going forward until 2004. So is that something in Rodgers' mind that he's thinking about? Look, if I win this year, if I win this Super Bowl, I'm good walking away, you know, going to do whatever I'm going to do for the rest of my life, whether that be you know, getting married and starting a family and having kids and settling down and not being away all the time while trying to raise kids. Maybe. Maybe that's on his mind. Maybe he's having that debate in his head of of what he wants to do. Maybe in his brain he's thinking he doesn't want to start a family until after he's done playing so he can be around for the raising of the child. That's part of it. I mean, think about it, man. There are a ton of people in every walk of life, not just in sports, but in every walk of life, whether, you know, you are, no matter what industry you work in, that aren't around a ton for their kids because they're busy working 24-7 and miss their kids' sports games uh, and miss their kids' uh, recitals or dances or whatever the case may be, the extracurricular stuff, and then miss all of that because their career essentially uh, takes precedence over their kids for a majority of their kids' lives, and they miss raising their kid. And hopefully, not all the time, hopefully the other parent is there to at least be a part of that for the kid. And in some instances, because both have to work jobs and so forth, both parents miss that 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 part of that child's life. And then maybe you look back years later and go, man, you know, yeah, I did great things in my career, but I missed so much of my kid's life, I regret it. And maybe in Roger's mind, that's something he didn't want to go through. And if that's the case, don't blame him at all. I would be floored I mean, said all of that if the man quit and retired after this year. Floored. Absolutely stunned. 
because he's going to probably be the MVP at the end of this year. If they win the Super Bowl, he's at the very top. He talks about not wanting to be a bum on the way out. Well, clearly not the bum. He's the best quarterback in the game of football. I would argue he's the best game in the court, uh, uh, best game, best guy in football, regardless if he wins the MVP or not. Playing better than Brady is, for certain. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow's had a nice year. Playing better than those guys. I mean, again, definitely not a bum. And I get it. You don't want to have that shot of, like, say, Brett Favre uh, taking a hit and getting wheeled out on a cart in, like, the fetal position uh, being the lasting memory that you remember of, of you as a player on the field because maybe you played a little too long. Understand. Totally get it. But, dang, going out on top at this point, uh, again, I would be absolutely floored. Plucker, would you be floored if he upped and decided he was done after this season? No, I wouldn't. Really? I wouldn't be. Why? I mean, this is a guy that I talked said the same thing about it last season, too, that he was contemplating retirement. And when it's year in and year out, when you're starting to get to that point where you're hearing rumors about it over the course of several years, that's when... But don't you think a there's player- a difference, though, between last year and this year? Last year, part of that very well could be that he wasn't getting what he wanted from the organization. Agreed. He was frustrated. He was angry. Didn't see a way out because of his contract. So th- and they drafted his replacement in his mind. So to me, when we start having that conversation last year, it's he's frustrated. He's angry. We all say dumb things when we're angry and frustrated. You don't necessarily mean it. You may have a bad day at work. Oh, I'm quitting. I'm going to find a new job. I'm out of there. Screw them. Right, and then the next day you wake up, you go back to work, and everything is fine 24 hours later, but you had a bad day at work. That's kind of what I think it was for Rodgers. Right now, he said it again. Like, his relationship as Goody is really good. Randall Cobb being in the locker room is good. That's another contract that has to get redone because they can't keep him at his rate either next year. Um, So that's all really good, them bringing him in and being around Cobb uh, again going forward. I think they're... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think they're in two different... He's in two different places, mindset-wise, possibly... From last year to this year. See, the thing is, though, is once you, I think once you start thinking about what that looks like, what life looks like outside of football, and you seriously contemplate, you know, not having to travel all of the time, being able to stay home with your new girlfriend, who which things with uh, Woodley look like they're pretty intense. And he went to Hawaii with her and all of these different things, extended vacations, not, right. you know, be showing up late to training camp as it was already, whether or not that had anything to do with the the chaos that happened this offseason revolving Aaron Rodgers. But he even said, like, he hasn't commented on all this stuff. He, I think he understands that he's still playing at, at a very high level, but he wants to go out that way. He wants to be remembered, even in his waning days, as this great quarterback, not somebody that has fallen off a table a little bit. He said that himself here. And and the same thing was true about Barry Sanders when he retired. The same thing was true about Calvin Johnson when he retired. Patrick Willis for the 49ers. Another one one of those guys that retired a little bit early. You're wondering what if the the career would have looked like. Andrew Luck just did it a couple years ago with the Indianapolis Colts and he's not historic Hall of Fame type great, but he was a very good quarterback where you're wondering what if. And And I think all of these things that have gone on in the last couple of years are all culminating to a point, and that point could be, I don't really want to play anywhere else. I think he loves Green Bay. That's well-documented. His relationship with Gutekunst is growing stronger, so I don't think it has anything to do with that anymore. I think straight up, it's just, do I still have a want and a will to do this anymore? And I think he questions that on a regular basis, at least seemingly from the conversations that he's had as of late. I, I will say, I'll tell you this, Plucker. I don't know if I've ever said this on the radio or not, but we'll, we'll do it now. So several years ago, I contemplated getting out of radio and being done myself um, and was going to go sell insurance to the point where I was taking the classes when I wasn't here. Uh, and that's what I was going to do. And I had an open and honest conversation uh, with Mike McGivern. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. Um, and he had a lo- he and I had a long talk because I really didn't necessarily tell a whole bunch of people in the building what was going on and, and what had me frustrated and angry about the situation. What had been building over the course of time, and I was about ready to say, "To heck with it! I'm gonna go do something else." Um, had a long conversation, and he laid out everything 
you know, that, yeah, selling insurance, you might make more money and you might be able to do this and this, but is it going to have the same effect on you? Will you be as happy as doing what you do on the radio? And I had a long conversation. And that conversation that I had with Mike pretty much changed my mind into just sticking it out and getting through what was going on at the radio station and moving forward. And this was, I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever it may be. It was a long time ago. But I also had that kind of thought and so forth going forward. Now, different difference here is there was no woman involved or no family or kids involved or anything like that involved in, you know, being the thing that I was looking forward to on the other side, right? So there, there wasn't that, that uh, part of it necessarily. I just think that if he decides he's done and retires and says, all right, we won the Super Bowl. I'm out. It's been fun. See you later. To be honest with you, that's perfect for the Packers if they're not going to have Aaron Rodgers, guys. It's absolutely perfect. He doesn't go anywhere else in play. He's supportive of Jordan Love going forward. Who knows? Maybe you can bring him back as a consultant or something for a week or two in training camp to help Jordan Love or whatever the case may be. That, that's a perfect situation for the Packers. If you're Goody and Matt LaFleur, you're high-fiving each other like, oh my God, from what it was last summer, last offseason, it was a complete nightmare and disaster day after day for this Packers organization having to deal with all the Rodgers drama to fast-forwarding a year, and now, no, you don't have Rodgers, but I think when the year started, you probably thought you weren't going to have Rodgers anyhow after the year, to now, no, you're not trading him, you're not getting picks. So that part of it's not perfect necessarily, but there's no bitterness between the Packers and Rodgers. There's no bitterness between the fans and the organization because he's retiring. And I wouldn't assume there's any bitterness between the fans and the quarterback because he's retiring. And if there is, you should just check things in your own life because there's a lot more things to be mad about than some guy retiring when he wants to retire. Like, it's his life. If, if, if he can get up and retire, Godspeed. Majority of us are probably going to work into our 70s at this point. So, you know, if, if he has the financial wherewithal to be up and be done, then let him be up and be done and be happy for the man. And everybody get behind Jordan Love, whoever the quarterback's going to be next year, and, and move forward. Man, I, I'll just throw it out there. We don't have much time left in the show necessarily, but I'll throw it out there. What do you make of Aaron Rodgers' comments? Are you buying that retirement is a possibility? I think, I, I know, I'll be floored. If he wins the MVP and wins the Super Bowl, and walks out and says, it's been real, and walks away, I will be floored. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Hey, New Year's weekend is almost here, a couple days away. We're making plans to ring out the old and welcome 2022. Make sure the food you are serving is only the best in quality meats from Robert's Specialty Meats. Whether hosting a family gathering or celebrating with friends, Paul Roberts has lots of delicious options for your New Year's festivities. From USDA prime beef tenderloin, bacon wrap fillets, hand-cut ribeyes or prime rib, or create your own uh, surf and turf combination with lobster tails, crab legs, scallops, or shrimp to make the perfect feast. If you're watching those huge football games on New Year's Eve, Roberts has smoked beef brisket, perfect for great-tasting sandwiches, marinated knick-knick beef skewers, or their legendary ribs on a stick. Boneless ribs marinated in a tangy barbecue sauce, Ready in just minutes. Call Ed to Roberts today. Call him right now. 262-549-MEAT. 262-549-MEAT for the best selection. Visit them in Waukesha or check them out online at Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com for money-saving coupons. Happy New Year from Robert's Specialty Meats, your hometown butcher. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fancy Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Toby Altizer comes up at 3 o'clock. He'll be talking more about Aaron Rodgers and what he just had to say in his press conference. We're going to play it back for you right here. So... Rodgers was asked in the presser uh, just a little while ago uh, about, you know, maybe his retirement, an option on the table, like as Plucker pointed out, has been discussed in the previous year with Rodgers as far as maybe just being done and not playing anymore. That's how it was kind of thrown at Aaron Rodgers, and this is what he had to say. I wouldn't rule that out. Um, You know, I think that I'm just enjoying this season for this season, and I think there's – Playing next year is will definitely be in the thought process. Um, one of the things that that obviously, and you and I have talked about this over the years, wanting to uh, to not be a bum per se on the way out and, and to still be able to play, I think is important to me. Uh, if this year has taught me anything, is that um, you know I still can play. I still have a love for the game. I'm still super competitive and and still enjoy the the the, uh, the process of the week. I miss practice, and it's tough to not be out there week after week now, but um, I still do love competing and I love being out there. Um, it just, you know, there'll be a lot of, a lot of uh, things that all, that all weigh in the off season. Um, you know, saying that doesn't mean, or, or any of the comments I've made doesn't mean I'm thinking about elsewhere. I do want to clarify that. Like I, uh, the things that I've said about the team this year, about Brian's and, I rela- and I's relationship uh, has been heartfelt and genuine. And I do appreciate um, a lot of the things that I've seen from the team. Uh, that, that are directly related to conversations we had in the off season. That was meaningful to me. Um, I've enjoyed being a part of conversations that directly affect my job, which I talked about in the off season. And, and Brian's taken a lead in that. And I do appreciate uh, the way our relationship has grown. I have a lot of love for Matt and enjoy playing for him. I love my teammates. Uh, the coaching staff has been fantastic and you know, they make it fun every single day. And the guys obviously is what you, is what you play for and, and having Randall back has made this year uh, exponentially greater for me as far as happiness and going through the weeks and being able to spend time with him and Ida and kids. And uh, it has been really, really special. So I'm just savoring this year, I think as much as anything. And um, I don't want to, it won't be something where I'll drag it out for months and months, you know, have conversations uh, with my loved ones after the season, with with Brian and Mark and Russ and coaching staff, and and uh, and then make a decision at some point. Uh, you know, I'm not going to hold the team back from anything. And 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 once I commit, and if it's committing, uh, you know, to move forward here, it'll be a, it'll be a quick decision. This is something that I do appreciate from Rogers saying that it's going to be a quick decision. I'm not going to let them just dangling in the wind necessarily. And and the reason why he really can't. <laughs> I mean, he can, I guess. He could just be like, yeah, sure, I'm going to play next year. Um, but it's because of the salary cap implications. I mean, if his contract wasn't a pain in the rear end, uh, then I guess you could stretch it out a little bit. I mean, going back to Brett Favre, the man every year for five years talked about, I don't know if I'm going to play. I may play. I may not. I don't know. I'll get back to you. And then they kind of pushed on him a little bit, Ted did, and I don't want to say forced, but pushed him into a corner a little bit to where he had the press conference crying and, the whole deal saying he's retiring and then, oh, I changed my mind. I'm coming back. Then he retired from the Jets uh, just to get out of that contract so he could go play with Minnesota Vikings. And then he retired from the Minnesota Vikings. Man retired three times. That is not what this is going to be with Rodgers. There ain't no chance. I firmly believe it'll be more like, you know, a John Madden situation or an Elway situation where if he retires, he retires. He's done. Not coming back. It's not happening. Just no chance that's happening. So, uh, I, I am amazed uh, yet again that we are in this situation with a couple games to go in the regular season and he's not ruling out retirement. 
I really am. I'm surprised by it. And again, if he's not going to play for you, but he's not going to play for anybody else, that's a good scenario for the Packers, other than you're not going to get draft pick compensation if he were to play for somebody else in a trade. Roger in Cudahy, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. What's up, Roger? Uh, hi, fellas. I apologize. I was actually starting to catch up on a podcast, but it sounds as if this question still might be appropriate, and that is this. For either one of you, is it important to see how well the team performs and how well Aaron performs in the upcoming playoffs before you discuss what type of extension, if any, no. we offer him? No. No, I would have already offered him a three-year extension. I, I wouldn't be waiting around to find out what – I mean, he is who he is. He's damn good. He's the best quarterback in the league. I mean, you're saying, so what happens if he goes in the playoffs and they lose in the divisional round? Or they lose another conference championship game? Or whatever the case may be. We could talk about him not playing at Rodgers' level maybe as much as everybody wants him to play at in conference championship games and so forth. But we all need to realize that he wasn't exactly Tom Brady last year in the playoffs, right? He didn't throw three picks in a game to Tampa Bay, and that's why they lost the game. He didn't throw five or six in a game like Brett did, and that's why they lost the game. Like, that's not that's not what's happening here, Roger. Thanks for the call. I, mean, I don't know about you, Plugger, but for me, no. I don't care what he does in the playoffs. I want him back. If given the opportunity over having Jordan Love going forward, I'd rather have Aaron back for three more years, regardless of what happens. If he threw, I, I, I'll say this, if he throws three picks in a divisional a divisional round or in a conference championship round, that does not change my mind for wanting Aaron Rodgers back as quarterback next year. Just tell you that right now. does not matter to me whatsoever what happens in the playoffs. That does not dictate whether or not I want Aaron Rodgers back. Not at all. Now, having said that, could it influence me on other players? Yeah. If Mason Crosby misses two or three field goals in a playoff game, yeah, that's probably going to influence me quite a bit and add to my influence of what I watched all year. So from that perspective, yes, that could influence me on what happens with Mason Crosby after the year is done. Rodgers? No. N- not at all. He's had an unbelievable year. Plucker, what about you? I mean, he has had an unbelievable year. I agree. I mean, I just... You're giving him an extension regardless of what happens I, in the playoffs, you, right? You have to. You have Thank to at you. least offer it to him. Yes. I mean, the way that he's playing the last two years as an MVP candidate and potentially back-to-back MVP, you have to at least offer a, con- offer a contract. Correct. Because if you don't, you're going to look like fools. And, uh, I'm, I mean, it would just be wild if the reason why Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back is and retires is because Brian Gutekunst is not willing to do something like that. It would not make any sense. No, not, not whatsoever. If, if Rodgers wants to be here, he should be here. In a perfect in a perfect scenario, Rodgers walks away and just says, look, man, I'm going to start a family. It's been real. Found the love of my life. I'm good. I want to go have some kids. I don't want to be traveling all around the country and not having time with my kids. Um, so I'm done. Maybe I'll do some TV, a game a week or something like that, but I don't want to be away from my family, you know, six days a week, seven days a week for six months out of the year, uh, even longer than that if you put training camp in and everything else. So I'm out. How can we be mad at him for that? How can anybody be down on Rodgers if he says that? You just applaud the guy and go, hey, man, I'll have a career. Especially if they win the Super Bowl this year and he walks away as a Packer fan, you're ecstatic. He got you one more than Brett did. Got you two on the way, got you a second Super Bowl with him as a quarterback. And to me, we all don't have to agree. To me, it elevates him up. Get that second Super Bowl. Something Brett always wanted. It elevates you up outside of all these other guys. Yes, best quarterback, passer rating, all this. these other stats are wonderful. But these guys all know they get measured on rings. A majority of them. That That's kind of what it is. Just like Giannis. He's talking about Giannis being greatest of all time. You have one ring and that's it? You're not going to be in that conversation. Hey, most of us can't wait to end 2021. So now I not make plans to celebrate at Q Club of Wisconsin. They're throwing a great New Year's Eve celebration. Live music from Kilroy starting at 8.30. Free party favors, drink specials, including a champagne toast at midnight. Grab your friends and ring in the new year while having fun at their indoor game room enjoying great music. It's their Facebook page for details or QClubofWI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. 
Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. Not sure if you all saw this or not. Uh, the MLB trade rumors uh, put out MLB owners' net worth. MLB owners' net worth. Not how much the team is worth, but net worth uh, in general. Uh, and I tweeted it out earlier during the big show. We never got into it during the big show. But while there are all these billionaire owners in baseball, the Brewers have a millionaire owner. For instance, the Atlanta Braves, Liberty Media chairman John Malone is worth $8 billion. Artie Moreno for the Angels, $3.6 billion. Uh, John Fisher of the Athletics, $2.6 billion. Uh, who else here? The Dolan family for Cleveland. And again, they don't spend a ton of money necessarily, but $5.5 billion. The owner of the San Francisco Giants, $5.8 billion. The Lesnar family, the Nationals in Washington, D.C., $4.9 billion. Your owner of the Milwaukee Brewers, Mark Atanasio, $700 million. It's a big difference, Toby Altizer. Yeah, it is, but I think if you look at the Padres, I think they're also owned by a millionaire owner, too. Ron Fowler, $500 million according to the L.A. Times. And, and they went out and made a lot of moves this offseason. $400 so. million for the Reds owner, uh, Castellini, $400 million for him. $700 million for the Rockies owner uh, is another one on that list. But, yeah, you're right about Fowler. $600 million for Ken Kendrick, who owns uh, the D-backs. So it doesn't necessarily reflect what you can do because all of these owners, I would think, work within the budget, right? Work within yeah. your media rights contract, work within the revenue sharing money you're given, work within TV uh, uh, ticket sales and merchandise sales and concessions and all that other stuff kind of factor into what you're going to spend. I can't imagine there are very many owners, if any, that go into their personal bank account to give it to a player because they want to win that bad. Like, I just don't think that's happening in professional sports. As much as all fans want to think that is happening, uh, it's probably not happening all that often, if at ever. Toby Altizer in for Rami Makhlouf today on the Rami Show. Coming up next, what you got there, Toby? Well, I mean, you talked about it some t- on your show here, Sparky, but continue talking about Rodgers. You buy in his retirement talk I mean, we'll, we'll get into that discussion. We'll talk with Colton Bartholomew, Wisconsin State Journal. you got the Badgers taking on the Sun Devils tomorrow in the Vegas Bowl. We'll talk with Frank Madden, locked on Bucks. get his thoughts on the Bucks at this point in the season. Maybe look around the NBA and figure out who the, the threats are to the Bucks at this point in the season. Is it still just the Nets in the Eastern Conference? And then we'll talk with Ryan Wood, and then we'll hear from Aaron Rodgers. We'll play that press conference that... Everyone's talking about right now. I heard Scalabrini, um, <clears throat> I forgot where it was. I saw it on uh, Twitter. Uh, and he said, one is the Bucks, two is the Nets, and then a distant third in the East is the Miami Heat at this point. I would tend to agree. Then I believe he had the Bulls fourth uh, after that. Bulls, man, they're playing really, really well. I thought coming into the season, I said they'd definitely be a playoff team, probably around the sixth seed, I thought. Uh, definitely playing better. Then around the sixth seed at this point. Now, long way to go. They, they got another four months to get through here, uh, three and a half months to get through before they can actually lock it up. So they're going to have to stay healthy, number one. Um, and these other teams that have been going through all these COVID issues, eventually they're going to get through it and they're not going to have these COVID issues. And then you're going to see chemistry of some of these teams start to pick up. And look at the Bucks, 14-2, and 15-2 and two with their big three on the floor right now with Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. And that is because there's only 17 games because they haven't been able to stay healthy. Now let these guys get healthy. Let these guys get into a rhythm with Cousins and Wes Matthews yep. and these other players. And Grayson Allen, him getting into a rhythm with these three guys actually on the floor with him. This seems like going to get better, I think. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Bucks' record, you see 23-13. and 13, You're like, all right, well, maybe they're not as good last year. But then you bring up the stat like you just did, 13-2, and 14-2, and two, whatever it is, with the big three on the floor. And they are every bit as good as they were last year. Right. And I think the Heat are, outside of the Nets, a legitimate threat to the Bucks. You know, they're not as big a threat as the Nets, obviously. It's going to come down to Bucks and Nets. But I think you can't look, you know, just 
dismiss the Chicago Bulls. I think they're a legitimate team. But I think you look at that Heat team like you brought up, and the Heat are going to dismiss last year's series and say whatever they want about an excuse, like the Bucks fans dismissed the bubble. You know, both teams have had, you know, you've gone either way in those series the last couple seasons. They're going to dismiss whichever one didn't go in the favor of their own team. And, you know, these last two teams, they represent the Eastern Conference in the finals. And so they're a legitimate threat. And I think the Heat, I heard you guys talking about it on Bart's show. I, they are the rival for the Bucks. I don't come at me. The Bulls, Chicago, whatever. Who cares? They're, they're not. Miami is the rival for the Milwaukee Bucks right now. They, yeah, they, they, they just are at this point. Now, it could end up being the Nets after this year. The Nets get the Bucks this time. Um, and now we're one and one back and forth in the playoffs. And that heats up a little bit. But Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, those guys, Bam Adebayo. We'll throw PJ over there now, too. Now PJ Tucker. I mean, there's some heat. No pun intended, or I guess maybe pun intended, in Miami for the Bucks, where, you know, they they get up for play them to, for shutting down Giannis and creating problems and playing physical and trying to push them around. The difference, I think, is that playoff run last year, I think, toughened this team up. They know how they have to play now in the postseason. They know how physical they have to be. Yep. Uh, P.J. Tucker was a large part of getting them to that point, I think, and deserves credit for it. Um, so I think they'll be more physically ready. Uh, and then you add a bruising guy like a Cousins in there, I think Brook Lopez needs to come back. They need Lopez's physicality in the playoffs. So providing they can get Lopez back before the playoffs and then Cousins coming in off the bench behind Lopez, uh, plus Bobby Portis and what they have there, man, I don't know, man. I mean, you, you I'm just a Bucks see, fan, so maybe I'm crazy. I just don't know if anybody can beat them. You just see the Bucks walking into the gym now with that championship swagger, and I think it's no totally one, yep. no one exhibits that more than Pat Connaughton. No just, doubt, he walks yes. into the gym and he just feels a different confidence from level. Anywhere, yep. don't care where it is, give me the ball, I'll hit it. Yep, totally different than what he has been in the last few years, no question about it. Toby Altizer does a great job. He'll fill in for Rami Makhlouf next on the Rami Show. Don't go anywhere. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 